Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to finally what looks like it's going to be the first episode of All About Tech. I have here with me Mr. Timothy Evans and myself, Nathan Glein. You can visit the site www.shadyindustries.co.nr. You can drop a line at the forum or you can drop a line at the blog. Comment, post, whatever you want. Give us your feedback. I'm looking forward to hearing it. And so is Tim. We're excited this week to offer you what will hopefully be a long lineup of strange tech podcasts with people playing weird acoustic guitars in the background. Yes, that's just Tim being an idiot. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to talk about tech. This is All About Tech, episode one for the 5th of March, 2006. I'm Nathan Klein. That's Tim Evans playing the guitar. This is All About Tech. Well, here we are sitting down, chilling out, getting ready to talk about tech. I'm gearing up. I'm doing weights with a LAN cable. <laughs> All right. Um, today we. Got <laughs> that was just, that was the worst joke I've ever made. I know this means a pretty bad one. The funny thing is, I'm actually gonna keep this. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gearing up for a hopefully a good show with fun, filled with humor, because we got Tim Evans here. Yeah. Flags flying in the atmosphere. Anyway, we're going to talk about first up the Apple uh, surprises. Really, everyone thought they were going to be crappy iPod socks. Tim's shrugging his shoulders at me like he has no idea what we're talking about. But hopefully, he'll be enlightened by the end of this episode. Tim, you poor, poor man. <laughs> Secondly, we're going to battle it out about next-gen consoles. Uh, specifically the Xbox 360 in Australia. We're going to talk about what consoles we prefer and why we're going to buy them. And Tim's giving me looks like he's going to <laughs> bash me over the head with a Nintendo GameCube. And I'm just thinking to myself, why aren't you doing that with an Xbox? No, 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 no. I support Xbox, and if Tim says anything that's going to dish Xbox, there's going to be a lot of stuff to clean up by the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, aren't you glad we put the clean tag on this? I'm forewarning you, Tim. <laughs> And I'm forewarning myself, reminding myself, this is a clean podcast, so... (laughs) (laughs) That was Tim's version of the beep. Let's swing into it. I'm Nathan Klein for All About Tech. This is... Tim Evans. Drunk as usual. (laughs) No, 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 we start drunk. We're underage. Uh, I'm all... This is All About Tech. Let's get ready to swing into a technical story. Okay, first up we're going to be talking about the Apple special event. And throughout this process I'm going to explain exactly what was unveiled to enlighten my tech friend here. <laughs> okay, the first thing was unveiled was the iPod Hi-Fi. It's like a stereo... For your iPod, it's kind of... It looks just like my computer case. Like, it's about half the size, like, height-wise. It's a white... It's like a nice iPod cream white, and then it has a black, you know, the normal felt cover over the top of the front. And it's like a... It's like a giant, like, center speaker for, like, a 5.1 surround sound or something retarded like that. And it has, like, um... It has a, it has a dock on the top for the iPod, and so you can... 
you just plug your iPod in and you have access to, you know, 30 or 60 or 4 or 2 gigs of music. And um, you can set it to display album art or you can watch videos and and it charges your iPod. And the amazing thing about this thing is it runs on just like a single D-cell battery or something like that, like a couple of D-cell batteries. And it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Um, what's your experience? Would you bother buying that or would you just stick with a normal stereo? I don't know why anyone would want to buy a stereo just specifically for their iPod. I mean, iPods aren't that great, guys. Come on. Far out. Oh, he's dishing the apple. Oh. Yeah, someone took a big bite out of the apple when they put in a, put out the iPods, but it was unfortunately a very bruised and wormy bite. <laughs> so we got a lot of stiff competition here. Um, besides the iPod Hi-Fi, what else did they release? Uh, well, obviously a little bit earlier you had the Intel Macs. We'll talk about them as well, in fact, because they're a hot topic for discussion at the moment. Tim's segling me. He wants to say something. <laughs> Don't ever tell me that again. Don't ever tell the listeners that again. All right. Okay. But seriously, though, I'm very excited about those Intel. That's one thing that I am proud of Apple for doing, getting some decent frickin' processes for once. I love you, Apple, for that. Uh, in case you haven't guessed, we're doing a bit of a swapping microphone job here. It's kind of a temporary. I'm here at Tim's house, and I've just lugged my computer along. We've been lining up and crap like that, but we really can't be bothered to use your own Trello or something like that. <laughs> so we're sitting here in the one room, swapping mics and talking about tech for this podcast. Anyway... You've got the Intel Max, you've got the uh, iPod Hi-Fi, you've also got, um, like, this This wasn't really in the actual Apple special announcement, you had the, um, it was a 1 gig um, iPod Nano, and um, which is really good, because it's 149 US, which equates to about, well, I have no idea, about 270 or something Australian, I'm guessing, something like that. I think it's good, because we finally have a decent sized Nano that's... Well, it isn't really decent size for, you know, us music heads and tech heads and everything. I, you know, I, I have a 30 gig video and I filled it up easy and I know Tim could fill a 60 now. Um, there's a lot of us, a lot of us in our little group of tech nuts that could easily fill a 60 gig iPod and um, not have like a single megabyte to spare. And for us, the Nano just isn't practical. But for those out there who just want to listen to, you know, one album at a time or or a couple of albums at a time, and, and don't want to lug your CDs around all day, then I think it's a good idea. Um, finally, um, Apple's woken up and gotten a 1 gig nano, because, I mean, 2 gigs for some people was a little bit too much. What do you think? The world is not enough for apples. <laughs> if we're going to have a crappy little nano... I mean, I appreciate the sleekness and sexiness of the Nano, but seriously, if you're a real tech-head, you just want the space. But I guess for those people, as Nathan says, who just want to listen to the albums, the Nano 1 gigabyte is good, but I don't see... I mean, I don't really know what the difference is between the 1 gig and the 2 gig. You know, I'd get a 2 gig just for the hell of it. I mean, is it more expensive? What, you know, whatever. Why wouldn't you get a 2 gig? I, I just don't understand that. I'm sorry. I don't know. I mean, like, there's there's some people out there who, who who don't really want the shuffle, who don't really like the idea of a shuffle where they can't choose their exact song. They the have shuffle. to... It, we're not talking about the shuffle. We're talking about the nano. 
you've got you've got a choice between the shuffle, which is the little you know the white sort of USB, the one that you know, and um, then you have the Nano, which is the next one up. It's the really really thin one, you know, about you know size of a pencil, ridiculously small. And then you have the video, and I mean for those out there who don't like the idea of a shuffle, who don't have a screen, who want to be able to to see their songs and be able to watch and to be, sorry be able to look at photos on it, I think the Nano is. Is sort of a what, what's that word? <laughs> a compromise between getting a shuffle and getting a video. It's sort of a medium. You know, you have the same sort of amount of space, but you have the nice looking color screen. You have the you know the nice, you know, the black case or black or white, whatever you want. You want to stick with the original white or go with the brand new black, the one that picks up all the scratches. <laughs> I'd know all about that. Um, and all about tech. And all about tech, just as Tim said. All about tech. This is all about tech. All right, I'm gonna stop trying to sing now. So you got the iPod Hi-Fi. You have the Apple Max. You have the one gig iPod Nano, and you also have the iPod Radio Remote. That was also something released a little wow. bit before. Wow. Radio Remote. Tim's very anti-Apple today. I don't know why. He... Tim, are you a Microsoft supporter or what? I don't support Microsoft or Apple. In fact, the only person I support is myself. <laughs> and my push-up bro. That supports me very well. Oh, wait, this is the clean tag episode. Cut that out. I will, don't worry. <laughs> oh, boy. I have completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't even know what was next in the Apple thing anymore. I don't know, we got to talking about push-up bras, what the hell? Um, uh, what was it? We got the iPod Hi-Fi, the One Gig Nano, the remote? Tim's signaling me, he knows! Tim, what is it? The, oh yes, the radio remote, the radio remote. Um, that wasn't, wasn't really part of this latest Apple announcement. Um, it was sort of before, but... I guess we can we can talk about it because it's you know something new in the world of Apple. What they did release though, that is it. I've got it. It's the iMac Mini. You know what the iMac Mini is? It's sort of like how do I explain it? It's like a CD case except slightly bigger, and um, it's just a Mac. It's only like that tall, that wide. It's a tiny little box you can basically carry around in a in a lunchbox. Don't know why you want to do that, but it's that small and. They finally put the uh, Core Duo in that, the Intel Core Duo, and so it's much faster. Um, so you have all that stuff, and I don't know. Apple sort of did it really surprisingly. I don't know. Um, what do you think? Sorry for that delay. We had some technical problems. Um, well... A computer that small, all I'm really worried about is overheating issues. I don't know how they solve that and something that small. If you got like this awesome processor running in it, you know, you might have a few problems. And especially if you're lugging it around and you like got your hand on it and you're overclocking it, you could uh, suffer some burns there or something, you know. Something crazy. The thing also is, um, that is like an option. I guess it's kind of as the Nano is a compromise between the shuffle and the video, that would be the compromise between getting a laptop and an actual computer because it's smaller, 
than an actual computer, but you don't get like a screen with it or anything like in a laptop. But the thing I would be worried about is with actual computers, parts are really easy to replace, so I don't know how what the parts are for that, if they're normal computer parts, if they'd be easier to replace, but I don't think so, so they may be a problem in future. Um, that That is some interesting points you bring up there, actually. For the overheating, I actually think Apple really did go into a lot of, a lot, to, they really pushed the issue with Intel to solve the overheating problems, I'm pretty sure. I am, although I'm very, very pro-Mac and pro-Apple, I'm actually not an Apple user. I would really like an Apple, but I'm a poor bastard, so what can I say? That's why I stick to Windows. It's cheap, it's efficient, it does the job to record podcasts or whatever you want to do. <laughs> that, um... That is an interesting point, the overheating thing. I'm not really sure whether Apple solved that, but I'm pretty sure that Apple would have pushed the issue with that because Apple is the sort of company that that doesn't compromise. They only want the best. And every time they bring in a product, I've noticed if there's ever a little problem with it, they'll recall it straight away. If there's, if there's something wrong with it before they get to ship it, they'll delay the release date just so they can fix it. And I, and I like Apple because all of their products... Although, you know, you get all your problems with your iPods, you know, I had to send my brand new video back because I had a problem with the hold switch. Although you get problems with them, you can't really look to Apple because of that. You can only look to, you know, the fiddly process of putting all the parts together. So I'm sure that Apple would have, um, that would have been one of the main things that Apple would have to look to. Um, as for not getting a screen with it, um, that is also a good point. Um, although the the iMac Mini is cheap, and it looks very, very cheap compared to buying a Windows PC or anything like that, just a normal PC, even a laptop, it's much cheaper than a laptop. You look at the price and you think, well, I'm not really getting much for that. All you're getting is the tiny little, you know, the Mac Mini. You get nothing else. No screen, no speakers, no nothing. Whereas you, you get always get a good deal for getting the iMac with the screen and the speakers and stuff like that. Yes. Interesting points. Interesting retorts. The thing that would be the coolest is if you had like a little screen in the side, you know, like like a like a flipped up screen or something. That'd be so cool. I can just imagine that. Oh my gosh, it makes me horny. Actually, funny you should mention that. That was one of the things that people actually rumored were going to be in the iMac Mini, along with a dock on the top of it for the iPod. So it would be like... It would almost be like an iPod Hi-Fi, except without the speakers or anything like that. It would just be like a dock with, you know, perfect access to your music and all of that and somewhere to charge it and everything in one place. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Once again, I'd like to ask you, what about the replacing of hardware parts for that? I completely, <laughs> completely forgot about that. Um... In terms of replacing parts inside the iMacs, they used to be very, very, very difficult to get a hold of. Just because Apple was not really appealing to the modification people or industry or anything like that. Whereas PCs are very, very modi- modifiable. Um, fast track to today, and I'm pretty sure Apple has made it pretty easy to swap out your parts. Um... It's pretty much exactly the same as a PC. You unscrew it and you can see all the parts in there. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just like swapping the parts out of a normal PC. Um, I think it, I think it runs on a laptop hard drive. Actually, I'm not really sure. 
then you've got your, you know, graphics card if you choose one. I'm pretty sure it has like a RAID on something in it. I would pull up the specs here, but I haven't got the internet on, so... Um, yeah, but in terms of swapping out parts or modifying stuff like that, um, yeah, um, I just say that it, it would, would probably be just as easy nowadays as a PC. One thing I'd like to say to all those tech fans out there, I have dial-up. <laughs> it's no. true. It's true. Uh, seriously, though. Um, so this, like, as you may be aware, I'm not very initiated with the Apple thing at the moment, so just bear with me here for a second. But um, does it come with a CD as well and a DVD, like, driver or player or whatever you call them? Oh, uh, so it does? It does. He's going to say something now. Yes, of course you're going to say something. Um, it comes with the, the standard Apple drive called the Super Drive, I believe it is, where it's a cross-CD, DVD drive. It doesn't have a DVD burner, surprisingly, and I don't think you can buy a DVD burner. I'm not really sure. I don't really know if you can. Um, you can probably, like, swap in a DVD burner or something like that, but as for that, Apple just standardly includes the Super Drive with it, which is, you know, the CD, DVD. So it comes with CD burning, but no DVD burning. Um, anything else you want to say about that? Not particularly. Um, I'd just like to say that, although I may have dissed Apple before, that's just because I'm not really the biggest fan of the iPod. There are plenty of other MP3 players out there that are just as good, just as good price. It's just the iPod has become the popular choice among many people because, you know, it's just like kind of the trademark MP3 player. Yes, um, but besides that, no, I think Apple's doing a good thing with the, uh, the, 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 uh, putting the Intel into the, the computers, that's a good idea, especially if they want to get some more users, because, um, you know, the whole Microsoft dominating the market thing, I mean, I'm sure in some weird cultures people have Apples, but... It seems to me that in most Western cultures, people have to deal with Windows, so maybe we can actually have some decent competition. And as we all know, competition breeds improvement. And that's all I have to say. I have to completely agree with you on your point on the iPod there, though. Seriously, the iPod, all it's become is just a sex icon, basically. I know it sounds funky to say that, but that's all it is. People see it as the be-all and end-all. If you don't have an iPod, it's just, you know, not the same. Can you get any attachments with the iPod, you know, for pleasure or anything? I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> yes, you can get accessories, but no, you can't get pleasure attachments. Tim, this does have a clean tag. Cut the throat action. <laughs> um, That pretty much wraps up our Apple topic. I'm not really sure how long we've been going for, but... Um, that is another thing I would like to invite you guys to comment on, on the forum, blog, whatever you want, if anyone actually listens to this. <laughs> um, that is, how long would you like the show to be? Would you like it to be, you know, 40 minute long shows? Would you like it to be more frequent shows, but shorter? Meaning like, you know, on one topic instead of three topics. Um, Tim, not so sorry. Yes, and also, if there's any ideas for segments you might have, like, I mean, I know we don't have anything to hold on with, like, the big guys, you know, whatever they're called, like, 
Tech TV or Twitter, or, you know, DLD.TV, whatever. All of those guys. But we are trying. We're a small fish in a big pond. But uh, we are eating a lot of um, a lot of protoplasm. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll eventually... <laughs> I mean, Did you just say <laughs> I'm in plankton. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Eventually, we'll become one of the big fish. We hope. Um, yes, I think now, uh, after we, you know, and we'll just have a bit of water now. Uh, just uh, comment on our water. At the this week, we are testing at Glenwood water. <laughs> Rather than beer, we can't test our beer, so we thought, why not go with water? Uh, next week, I believe we will be testing out Skyville water. Skyville, if of course. Knows who that is. <laughs> yeah, if anyone knows who that is, if anyone knows where Glenwood is, Glenwood is near Blacktown. I'd like to tell everyone. So yes, I am a murderer. I will come we to your house and Australia. kill you. Woo! Yes. For any of our American listeners or listeners, for that matter, you know, if anyone listens to this. Um. The poor dismal world. Yes, yeah, so we're just going to have a drink of water and we'll be back. Dance, sister, dance. I love the way you move. I love to watch you dance, sister, dance. Feel the rhythm flowing to your soul. Dance, sister, dance. Okay, and we're back here now. We're about to talk about the next gen consoles. Trumpet blowing in the background there by Tim. Yes, it is a very, very heated discussion. There's going to be a lot of backstabbing. There's going to be a lot of blood. Yes, and if you ever visit the forum, you will see that. By the way, on the forum, I am also known as Baalzamon, just for anyone who is interested. And Nathan is known as Norman, but uh, that's pretty That's pretty uh, explanatory. And the person named Shadow Ranger is a little whiny boy who's in Japan at the moment. And I just want to send a call out to him, because he'll probably listen to this and comment on how crap it is. But Hayden there, you're a dick. No, I'm just kidding. We love you. Well, not love you. We're impartial to you. We're not gay, <laughs> is what he's trying to say. <laughs> Next-gen consoles. This could be the most controversial topic we'll ever talk about. Besides next week's big topic... Next-gen DVDs. We'll get to that, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Xbox 360 comes out in Australia the 23rd of March. Three days after my brother's birthday, so maybe if I can con him, he'll put his birthday money towards it. By the way, if we do have any American listeners, we'd like you to uh, definitely post about the Xbox 360. Just tell us your thoughts on it, just, you know, give us some info, because... Like, if we're talking about something that hasn't come out for us, but it has come out for you, and you know, it might be a bit gay, so just uh, comment on that, definitely. Yeah, we're um, we're basically talking about these next-gen consoles with information that's basically been posted by a community, you know, a gaming community, and it's sort of like people are guessing to what is going to be in this. Xbox 360 is slightly different, because, I mean, it's already out in America, and... We can sort of have an idea about what it's going to be like for us over here in Oz. But, yeah, Tim's definitely right. If you're American or from any other country that already has the Xbox 360, definitely drop into the forum for us and um, and tell us what it's like and tell us if it's worth buying. Uh, I think I'm. it's given that I'm going to get one. Just because 
Barat, I I have waited all my life for the for something by Microsoft to make the Xbox high definition, and they never did it. And finally, the Xbox 360, Microsoft made it high D. Yay! Flags in the atmosphere. <laughs> yes. Um. Well. We all know basically what the three defining things are for the three different systems. You got your Xbox 360 high definition, of course. Uh, Revolution with that crazy ass controller, which I love and I want to get all the attachments for it. Right? And obviously, PS3 Blu ray discs, which is a topic for another discussion, but we will have to touch on that a bit if we're talking about PS3. Which obviously, PS3 with the Blu ray disc does shoot the price up of the disc a bit. But we hope and we pray that it'll be like DVDs and eventually it'll settle down a bit. Um, but uh, for my choice, I definitely would go with Revolution. I mean, it's a cheap system and, well, I was I was actually really impressed the first time I played the GameCube because I didn't think it was going to be that good. I mean, what the hell, N64, one of the best systems ever for its time. It was really good, but I didn't think Game GameCube was going to be anywhere near that, but I was really happy with it. And everyone was saying, oh, the controllers aren't that good for it, but the controllers, I really like the molding to the hand thing, and the wave birds were pretty nice as well. But, um, for the, uh, the revolution, or whatever we're going to call it, you know, and we're not sure of the official name yet, um, that, that controller, that is really, I just love it. Um, the the placement of the Z the uh, the Z button on the back, I like the old school um old school controllers for the N64, but it's just it's just like whoa. I mean, it's great. I mean, for people, I guess it's a choice of what you like in a gaming experience because lots of people who have used uh, controllers where it's like those guns that they used to have back in the old days with those systems, which is kind of like this, where it's you point at something on the screen and something happens, maybe that you didn't like it that much. So, you know, you might not like that for the revolution, but I really think the revolution is going to be a good thing for... Like, the one thing that was bad about the GameCube was first-person shooters really didn't work out with it because the controls were so bad, but I think with the the whole Z-button and the pointing where you want to look and everything for FPSs, it's going to be really good. So that's why I want the Revolution, and of course, because it is cheaper, and it's sexy. Very sexy. Yeah, i got to admit, the Revolution does look hot. Um, you just brought up a really good point there, which I don't know whether you were directly meaning to touch on it, but the way that... Oh, actually, first of all, i better go into explaining the controller for those who don't know out there. The Revolution controller is is redefining the controller, the gaming controller as we know it. No longer is it just held in one hand. What the what Nintendo has done is they've invented. In one hand, you sort of hold something that looks exactly, basically, like a TV remote, and it sounds kind of funky. But in the other hand, you hold this sort of hand molded. Um, it's sort of like what would you call it? You ever had those um those little tricky putty um those little tricky putty containers? It's just like that with a with an with an analog stick on it, and then on the back of that, there's a there's a Z button, and so in one it and yeah and. It's it's like on one on one on one on the TV remote side you have um, the arrows and things like that. Wow, uh, I didn't know about that. Um, are you sure? Yeah, 
I'm pretty sure. I'm. I know the that the the uh, the anal the joystick is a attachment, but I was almost certain that the Z was on the back of the TV remote, and that's why I wanted it. The TV remote part of the controller. But either way. Really? Yeah, Maybe one on each. Sorry, hold on a second. We're just going to look this up. Um, you know, we're just going to keep recording for all the people who are listening to this. Um, no, but as uh, while we're doing this, maybe we're just talking about the PS3 bit. PS3, I don't really know that much about it. Um, Blu-ray. Now, yes. Interesting. Interesting choice, PlayStation. Sony. Interesting, interesting choice. Um, something ironic about the PS2. PS Sony released PS2 with the DVD drive in it. Um, and obviously it was the first. It was the first well, pre-gen system out there. Um, I say pre-gen because the next systems are obviously going to be the next gens. But PS2 um did something that we'd never seen ever happen before, and that was the fact that because it included a DVD um a DVD drive that could play the DVD movies. And they were an extremely new thing at that time. Um, it really, really, amazingly forced down the the price of of DVDs. Um, it was really quite surprising. You okay, Timo? You're choking on tech. <laughs> yeah, one bite at a time. One bite at a time. Oh yes. Chew your food, son. Chew it up. <laughs> Sorry about this. Uh, Tim is dying over there. That's what happens when you support Nintendo. Back on a revolution. Um, the the sort of the tricky putty controller in one in your left hand or right hand maybe for left hand. I'm not really sure whether you can switch hands with it, but it has a gyroscope in it so that it detects your um, you know your angle to the towards the screen. So I don't know whether Tim was meaning to touch on this like he did, but it's sort of saying goodbye to the accessories like the the gun for, you know, the Namco gun or something like that. Because now it's all built into the controller. And I'm I'm debating whether PlayStation three is going to change their controller just to just to, you know, one better Nintendo. Yeah, damn boomerang controller, what the hell? Boomerang and boomerang a Blu-ray at someone and kill them. <laughs> For those who haven't seen the PS3 controller, it actually does look like a boomerang. For those who don't know what a boomerang looks like, <laughs> it looks like a PS3 controller. That's your analogy of the week. Well, is it an analogy? I don't know. We focus on tech here, not English. Well, one of us does anyway. <laughs> um, Yeah, so the Revolution controller is going to... Exactly as its name suggests, revolutionise gaming as we know it. With that new controller, it's going to do something for gaming that hasn't been done since PlayStation released its, you know, um, you know, what was it, CDs for for the actually um, con- console. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was what was it, Nintendo DX or something. Well, that was the online one. It was. It was. That was an. For those who don't know, that was an online version of the Nintendo 64. Not many people knew about that because it didn't really do very well. But um. Also, for those who don't know, this is the big backstory to the big backstabbing fights between Nintendo and Sony, because the fact was Nintendo and Sony used to work together. And not many people know this, but they were working on a console together, 
Um, however, Nintendo was afraid that um, Sony would go ahead and steal their idea for the console designers and things like that. And um, their idea for the Flash cartridges, something like that, or discs or something. Yeah, and um, they were afraid that Sony was going to steal their idea, so they bailed out of the contract. So then Sony went on to join with, I think it was Philips or something like that. I'm not really sure. But um, they joined with somebody and then they created what was known as the PSX, the first PlayStation. And that that did something to gaming that we've never, well, we hadn't seen before. That revolutionized gaming as we knew it. As much as people hate the PlayStation, we've all got to admit, it was fun time sitting there playing the good old PSX. It, ha- it did have good games. And that was when we finally got to see some decent competition between two companies. Because before that, Nintendo or, or you know, what, what's another system? The Atari, the, the Sega. All of them could charge outrageous prices, whatever they wanted, because there was no competition. They were all sort of aiming towards different markets. They were, None of them were touching on each other or anything. And for the first time, we got to see Sony and Nintendo battling it out, good old boy style, with, you know, decent games. And that was when we really started to see technology advancing as well. So, you know, every day you went to the game store and you'd see something brand new there and you'd see something that had just... had actually built upon what the PSX had to offer. Um... Tim, you want to say anything about PlayStation and Nintendo? I just want to say one thing, though. Um, sorry for all those old folks who remember the gaze- days of arcade gaming, because we're not old enough to remember that, so basically our earliest gaming experience was probably the SNES, or even the NES for some of us, or Sega for me. Man, I loved the Sega. I could make love to that Sega. That was a good gaming system. I loved it. I'm um, actually that reminds me. That is one console that never boomed and I have no idea why because it was revolutionary. It was it was so good. The Dreamcast. Um what happened to that? That seriously upped and died. I don't know. It was too indie for everyone. Everyone's like, "Oh no, it's so out there, man. We better not buy it. Let's go with old PSX or SNES, man." Come on, let's go. And you know all the accents and all of that stuff, you know. Dreamcast was, when was Dreamcast made? Dreamcast was made. I know, sometime. I think Dreamcast was about the same time as PS2. And Xbox and all that. Yes. So scratch what I said. No, let's not go buy the let's not go buy the Dreamcast and play PSX. Let's not go let's not go buy the Dreamcast and play PS2. But anyway, Yes, the next-gen systems. Well, let's get back to that for a second. Um, I think we basically discussed all we want to say. Revolution may re- may well revolutionize gamings with the controller. PS3 may revolutionize the prices of the new Blu-rays. And Xbox, well, it's not trying to revolutionize anything except its own gaming, uh, its own gaming forces with the high definition. The only thing um, that I like to touch <coughs> on is the uh, backwards compa- compatibility of all the systems. Um, it's interesting with the Xbox because, as I have heard from some sources, the the games, the same games that you can have on it, have been very disappointing. Um, 
for any of the American viewers who have been trying to play a backwards compatible games on their Xbox 360, um, would just comment for that definitely as well. We keep saying that we'd really like you to do that because we need some encouragement because, you know, we're like the kind of, you know, garage group or something except for technology because we're recording something in my house, in my room, like, and every now and then my mum comes in and we have to cut out the audio. So, you know, <laughs> please help us. We need money. Actually, that is an interesting point. You say that. Um, Tim signaling me wants to say something. Stop saying that I have interesting points. I think everyone knows that by now. <laughs> but you do have an interesting point. Um, I actually did have a chance to talk to someone about the Xbox 360 from America, but only one person. And um, it also is also listed on the official Microsoft Xbox site. That's www. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's www.xbox.com slash en-au for the Australian Xbox site. There you can check out all the details about the Xbox 360. But um, that is something funky about the Xbox 360. Its backwards compatibility is kind of strange. Because it is a quad-core machine, I think, isn't it? It's pretty amazing. It has pretty awesome hardware in it. It's like better than my computer, you know? That's not saying much. Yes, Tim can joke all he wants. <laughs> but um, seriously, the backwards compatibility is kind of strange. Um, I did expect them to make more titles backwards compatible, but the thing is, they have to work individually every single title. And um, the list is kind of disappointing. I mean, like, more than half my games, I mean, um, aren't compatible. I haven't checked for quite a while now, but... Um, Things like even Splinter Cell weren't compatible. Pandora Tomorrow and stuff like that. I They weren't on the compatibility list, and I'm kind of amazed at that. One of my favorite games is on the compatibility list, though. Uh, I believe it's Barbie Riding. Horse Riding? Yes, that's a fun, fun game. I really had good times with that. But seriously now, folks, one other thing. I know we are focusing on the Xbox 360 a bit, but we, you know had a bit of a tangent on old-gen systems, and that had a little Nintendo in it, so it's uh, trying to balance it out a bit. But um, for the Xbox 360, we'd just like to know, uh, are the rumors true about the releasing of that beautiful game that we all love, World of Warcraft, on the Xbox 360? We'd really like to know that. And especially the issues with, um, obviously, you know, buying new a new copy of the game, well, do you have to renew a new membership for it, or I mean, because like, obviously, people who really like WoW. World of Warcraft for the Xbox 360 is just a sort of a community rumor at the moment. It's it's kind of anticipated though, because I mean, the hype has built up so much around World of Warcraft hopefully coming to the next gen consoles because of the ability to play um, MMOs that. I think Blizzard may seriously consider it because the hype has been so big. However, MMOs are definitely on Xbox 360. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but World of Warcraft may well be one of them. Yeah, as I was saying, um, because obviously lots of the good World of Warcraft gamers will want the um, will want to have it on the Xbox as well because lots of World of Warcraft fans are obviously Xbox 360 fans as well. 
So I'm just wondering about how they're going to work out the uh, membership difficulties because it's like, you know, you'd pay $40 a month or whatever for two different, you know, Xbox and uh, the computer version. So, like, I'm hoping that you can have it on both or <clears throat> if you want to transfer under the Xbox 360, you can transfer your membership to it. Because otherwise, you know, it'd be just a bit of a hassle for the gamers who want both of them. Actually, yeah, that, this is kind of going to get self-topic, but I would really like to comment on the pricing of World of Warcraft. When is Blizzard going to revise it? I mean, they must be making a mint out of that. I mean, $20 a month. That, it doesn't sound like a lot to offer, but it really is considering everyone's paying $70 for the game as well. I mean... I know I'm making a win of World of a mint of World of Warcraft for uh, uh, selling um, the uh, World of Warcraft gold on the net. Uh, don't tell anyone about that though. It's on eBay if you want to look under um, Shady Industries. We have a a uh, membership there, and we'll we're selling a few things at the moment. Uh, my right liver, of course, my only liver. But uh, I got a second one back in uh, Nam because. Um, of uh, shrapnel difficulties and all of this, uh, you don't have. I'm not gonna go into it at the moment. No, seriously though, the pricing. Yeah, they're making a mint out of it, so they probably don't want to reprice it. You know, but um, I'm but sure. I'm sure. Kind of comment to make, but yeah, they must be making a mint out of it. Yeah, that that is probably. If Blizzard is ever gonna bring out Ghost, the new one, they have the money to do it now from World of Warcraft. <laughs> Uh, that's all we have to talk about this episode of All About Tech. Um, next episode, we shall be talking about uh, the next-gen DVDs, Blu-ray specifically, May touch on PS3, you know, have a bit of crossover there. Um, uh, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, yes, dual callers. Are they really worth it? I mean, I have a friend who's got one, and, you know, he's a pretty much an idiot. <laughs> he's Greg Swalwell. He's in the title there, but I don't think we'll have him on. Uh, we may have him on just so he can use his computer. It's a very good computer, but seriously, are they worth it or what? I mean... Because we've heard of all these bugs happening with them and stuff like that, and, you know, we just want to know. Um, uh, speculation topic. Uh, games we want to see come out. We'll talk about the... That's a new segment we have. We just thought up that then. Isn't that smart of us? We will have the... Uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the ghost. Uh, the StarCraft ghost, that is. And <clears throat> also, uh, we may speculate on Super Smash Brothers for the Revolution because we all love the first two games of that, especially the first one, because Samus was so much better in that one, and I love Samus. She's my favorite. She's my babe. Um, I think that's about all we'll have next episode. Uh, now, remember, if you want to find the forum or the blog, it's shadyindustries.co.nr. Um, this program is Shady Industries, as is the Halo episodes, uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Lionhearted, and uh, Music and Madness, which you can find on Google. And uh, Nathan, my friend here, also does a podcast called One Bite at a Time, uh, which is another tech show, but it's different. 
um, I think that may be just a <clears throat> that'll be a different show now that we're actually doing these and uh, also we I don't know well, yes for all those people who do watch our Halo episodes we are very happy that you do we thank you so much because a lot of time and effort has been put into making those episodes for you uh, we know they are a bit crap compared to like Red vs. Blue all of those kind of things but we will we are making uh in the process of making a new episode that shall be good hopefully oh by the way i am cloudy rainbow and my friend here is obviously norman who speaks like this hey cloudy and i am and i'm the guy who speaks yeah i guess so with that voice so now you know our actual voices and our alter egos um so basically i'm tim evans and I'm Nathan Klein. And this has been All About Tech. So tune in next time for another episode. Thank you.